The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful you're joining me today. Last week, we had a great show with Brian Cuban, who shared with us his journey from abuse, addiction, and eating disorders to self-empowerment and victory. He told me that the new research indicates that 25 to 30 percent of men have eating disorders. This is no longer a woman's issue. Everyone should listen to this podcast and be alert for warning signs. And later today, we'll hear from two women with uplifting stories about the amazing work that they are doing. Dr. Miriam Friedman works with the Nourish the Children Project, which feeds starving children around the world. And Kim Russell founded Morning Glory Ranch, which helps people become independent who are labeled autistic or attention deficit disorder and given little to no hope for a fulfillment filling life. Miracles do happen, and these two women will share how they've helped others beat the odds and become self-empowered. And that's what this show is about. We give you the tools to change your life through helpful information, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field. If you are struggling with the problem, having difficulty finding the silver lining, or ridding yourself of persistent negative thoughts, or have a personal story to share, please call during the show to 1-866-472-5795 or email now or between shows to Dr. That's Joyce at gmail.com. And the phone number to call between shows is one two one four seven three six four four six zero. I focus a lot in this show on how to turn a negative experience or thought into a positive one, how to find the silver lining. Sometimes, however, even I still get caught in an old way of seeing things and I'm not able to find my way out of it. 
I was having one such moment when I was with a good friend this weekend. I explained the situation and how hurt I was and how I couldn't figure out how to respond in a way that didn't repeat old patterns. He looked at me kind of mischievously and said, well, I was just listening to a podcast this morning and the host said, pause, take a deep breath and breathe in blue light and then white light. We both laughed, and I must say, I've never had my own words words thrown back at me in quite that way. It immediately broke my fixation on the past. When I stopped focusing on what I didn't like, I was able to appreciate what I had and even expand upon that because my mind was free to think of new creative solutions rather than being stuck in fear and unhappiness from the past. I asked myself, what do I really want and how can I ask for it in a way that's non-threatening? Then I did ask for it, but without a need for it to be the way I wanted. I had really already gotten what I wanted by shifting the energy from a negative to a positive feeling. By empowering myself to recognize and state my desires, I cleared the old hurt that I had brought that I had brought into the present and was very pleasantly surprised at how we worked together to find a solution that met all of our needs. By staying open to new possibilities, the previously impossible became possible. We all need an objective observer like my friend who can help us let go of our self-imposed misery and appreciate the beauty that is already in our lives. From this place of positive thinking, even miracles can happen in each and every one of our lives. Learning this lesson of finding the positive in everything, even in the most dire of circumstances, expanded as my friend and I continued our afternoon together by going to a lecture on the Holocaust. The speaker is the author of a new book detailing the role of women as cold-blooded murderers, often killing defenseless children and adults for sport. Her research is significant in that it uncovers a previously hidden story. Until now, women were thought to have played the role of homemaker while the men did the brutal job of killing. Many of us were still kind of stunned at the information and trying to digest it while waiting in line to have the author sign her book for us. In these kinds of circumstances, strangers often start talking because the silence is too tormenting. The two women behind me were trying to understand the motivation of mothers who would kill little children. As they were discussing their theories, I found myself interrupting them and saying, what interests me more is the motivation of people who would risk their lives and the lives of their families to hide and save people who were at risk during the Holocaust and at other times in history. 
often these people were total strangers. The moral fiber, the courage, and the conviction to do the right thing at great personal risk is profound. My own family was hidden by such good-hearted people during the pogroms in Poland before World War II. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for them. Deny the cruelties in the world, but if we stay focused on that, we dishonor all of the people who rose above their circumstances, went against the grain, and created the kind of world that we all want to live in. When I was, when it was finally my turn to get the book signed, I was moved to ask the author how she does this work without getting depressed. She paused so long before answering that I wasn't sure she was going to answer. Finally, she swallowed to control her pain and said, because people appreciate the information, and that's what she focuses on. I didn't mean to strike a wound, but clearly she has to work at staying positive when her whole career is immersed in such a dark period of history where even wives and mothers picked up rifles and hunted human beings literally in hunting parties. Even with her uplifting approach, I left the lecture feeling a terrible heaviness and sadness as I always do after books, movies, exhibits, and lectures on the Holocaust. It was only when I started to focus on gratitude for my present life that everything changed. The heaviness lifted and I experienced myself as enjoying each and every client with the same attitude that the Holocaust researcher had. It occurred to me that someone could say to me, how can you work with clients dealing with depression, suicidal thoughts, legacies of abuse, anxiety, and or overwhelming fear and anger? I acknowledge to myself how much I love helping people and watching them grow and change, overcome abuse, and become and able to create better lives for themselves. Stating that to myself changed every session I had that day. I ended each one feeling uplifted because I was truly focusing on my gratitude for their trust, for their willingness to face the truth of their lives, and for our ability to work together to achieve their self-empowerment as they take the work that we do and use it to create happier, healthier, more positive lives for themselves. It turns out that this approach of focusing on the positive is making its way into the culture at large. Now when a crime is committed, the new approach is to refuse to talk about the perpetrator to the extent of not even mentioning their name. Instead, city officials and police spokesmen are talking about the heroes who risk their lives to save others. The result is supposed to be a decrease in crime. And the byproduct is that they are sharing uplifting stories, reducing fear, showing people that there is hope and that there are people who are heroes who don't see themselves as heroes, but just as ordinary people doing what's right. 
I love this new approach to the news. We have been fed a steady diet of fear and horror for far too long. We are learning that there are different ways to tell the same story. One creates fear and the other creates gratitude and hope. As wisdom says, we get what we focus on. As a culture, as we begin to focus more on the positive, we will all find it easier to think positively, and that will multiply and grow geometrically into more reasons to be and feel positive. J.K. Rowling understood this when she had Harry Potter and his friends refer to the evil character not by name, but as he who must not be named. Saying his real name gave him power and immortality. Why is it that we all know Hitler's name, the man who introduced pure evil into our world, and we don't know the names of the righteous people who were a force for good, who did the right thing just because it was the right thing to do? Most of their names are lost to history, but their legacy lives on in the children and future generations of the people who they risked everything to save. We have unintentionally been fostering a culture of crime, fear, and negative thinking. Now we are consciously fostering a culture of heroes and positive thinking. I hope you will jump on that bandwagon and spread your own stories of heroes and good deeds. When people are gossiping and sharing disparaging comments, you can be the change. You can turn the conversation around. You can do so by choosing to change the negative to the positive. It takes a lot of work to remove the negative things that we hear. So why make more work for yourself? Turn the conversation around with your positive stories. Or you can choose to leave the conversation if the people are committed to negative talk. Avoid hearing it at all by literally walking away or changing the conversation. You can get your news faster with no disturbing images through radio or news summaries on the Internet. Pictures and video have a more lasting impression. So love yourself and protect yourself from harm. You will also be sending a personal message that you want to see and hear uplifting stories on the news. If enough of us boycott fear-producing news reporting, the media will be forced to change and change faster because their income depends on you, the viewer. Our guests today are role models for how we can all be part of positive change. They have each taken negative situations and become part of a process that saves lives and heals people. They have refused to accept the injustices in the world. They have chosen not to add to negativity by complaining about how terrible the world is. Instead, they have chosen to become part of the solution. 
Their work is meaningful and inspiring, and I'm grateful to introduce them to you. Kim Russell will be with us after the second break. First, I'm pleased to introduce you to Dr. Miriam Kalman Friedman. She's a published writer and playwright who finds her passion in true life stories that reveal the way ordinary lives and events transform into extraordinary ones. After her career teaching college writing, literature, and women's studies, she found a connection to her passion for the extraordinary and New Skins Nourish the Children Project. So far, they have provided over 390 million meals around the world. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. If you're enjoying our program, be sure to like us on Facebook. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. Miriam, who will tell us more about the Force for Good project and how you can help nourish the children. For a fresh perspective, from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too, while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. 
Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We're here with Dr. Miriam to talk about the Nourish the Children Project, and I just want my listeners to know that Miriam is a dear friend for many, many years, and I know about this project just through conversations that we had, and then when they had a special effort to help out um, as disaster relief for Haiti. So I am very happy to introduce you to Dr. Miriam. Welcome. Oh, thank you, Dr. Paula. I love you. <laughs> I have to tell you that your essay this morning was so powerful and I was I was writing down scratching down notes and I, I I had to borrow this idea of beauty in our lives and establishing self empowerment because that could be the title of what both Kim and I are going to talk about today. From its beginnings, those were the concepts that drove New Skin to found the Force for Good Foundation. They determined from the onset to be a force for good. And the minute they could, they established this foundation to, to bring to projects all over the world, now in 50 countries, uh, in the projects in the area of education, healthcare, and economic opportunity. And finding the beauty that exists in people with so much less and then the nourishment of our own spirits as we bring self-empowerment to these people. It's such a beautiful concept. And all of it was wonderful. But then there was a miracle. You talked about miracles. And the miracle is the Vitamil story. And it started out with just one of our 75 scientists inventing a product that comes in a bag containing all the vitamins and minerals a person needs to be nourished, not fed. And remember, throughout this, we have to focus on the difference between food and nourishment. We all know, we already know, right, that you can eat a 3,000-calorie meal and not get a nickel's worth of nourishment. So this bag contains 25 vitamin and minerals infused in its product so that it can be digested by a person in starvation mode. So that's the other key to this miracle story, that this scientist on his own invented this product. And he happened to live down the street from Leia Coca. That's kind of a name from the past. He created the Mustang for four to a million years ago and later went on to, to save Chrysler. So he challenged our scientist when he heard about Vitamil. He said, I challenge you to feed a million meals in the next five years. Well, since that challenge, since you, since you said in the introduction, um, we have fed over 390 million meals. So that is about 130,000 meals a day all over the world. That's what we're, what we're doing now. And guess what? It's a huge number, but it's not enough. It's not enough. And we were so, we were so powerfully affected this summer in knowing how much it's not enough, how much more we have to do. So 
are in North America, the, the groups of people working in North America uh, eventually adopted a country in Africa called Malawi. Little heard of, not very big, but known, talk about a negative, as being the place with the highest infant mortality rate in the world. So that's why we adopted them. And since we began providing Vitameal, there hasn't been a single infant death. Wow. So that, that's, that's the beauty in the nourishing of people, their, their spirits and their bodies. But, it, but we went even one step further because we didn't stop at that. What we did is we began to develop programs there that empowered these people to learn to feed themselves. Don't give a starving person a fish. Teach them to fish. You know that old adage? Yes. Well, that's what we've done. And now, at this point, we've established a plant in a little village, and the plant provides jobs. We've established a school with a two-year program that teaches culture to families. So the first year they learn, uh, they, are, they, they receive a general education and learn about agriculture. Some of them have to learn to read and write. Um, and the second year they go out into the fields and they practice what they've learned. And then they have a graduation and then they go back into their communities and teach other families. So how do you fix starvation? Do you just feed people? Well, that's part of it. Yes, we do. We still, make, we still have to donate uh, bags of Vitamil. We still have to send Vitamil. That, that plant provides the Vitamil for that area. So there's people working in the factory, and there's people learning how to farm and grow their own foods and also to produce the, the materials that go into the Vitamil. Um, we have a... a series of projects there called Seeds of Hope Projects, and I won't go into those, but they're all about reforestation and farming and agriculture and self-empowerment. So that's what we're doing there, and I, I think it's, it's kind of wonderful um, that, that, we are, that we have an ongoing project that's funded through our foundation. But here's what happened last summer. Every year, the company sponsors some of the leaders in the company, some of the distributor leaders and certain uh, corporate people go to Malawi, go to this village, and distribute food. And so two of our most powerful mentors, Dr. Bill Toth and uh, his wife, Julie, who's very also a very active, wonderful leader, um, and their son, Luke, who's 14, were among those chosen to go to Malawi. And as they, they tell the story and, and your heart is just beating, your heart is, is, is reacting to this amazing story. So after their long journey, they were in a Jeep driving toward the distribution center in the village. And they saw thousands of children coming from every direction. And they learned that some of them walk as far as 10 or 15 miles walk as far as 10 or 15 miles to get a bag of food. And so they were, the children were beaming and happy and waving and shouting. It was just a glorious feeling. And they got out and they began to distribute bags. And what they learned is that when you're distributing 
individually, and there's another way I'll tell you about in a minute, but when you're distributing bags individually, the child has to have a ticket. And the tickets are, the children with the tickets are chosen by the various chiefs to those that need it the most. And Julie and Bill were very confident because they had this whole team of people raising donations, getting more bags, getting ready for their trip, helping them have enough bags. And as it turned out, as they, as they started distributing the bags, there would be a child with a ticket, and he'd get a bag and march off, and there'd be a child without a ticket, and they weren't allowed to give him or her a, a bag. He didn't have a ticket. She didn't have a ticket. And as the, as the numbers grew, Julie looked over at Bill, and she said her heart was breaking because she had to turn away children who had walked all these miles to get a bag of food, and they had to go back to their hungry families empty-handed. And she looked at Bill, and she said, this cannot happen ever again. We cannot let this happen. We have to work harder. We have to do better. And so if there's any message that I am here to give, it is that we are all committed to doing better. Everybody that knows Julie, and now after a national convention, everybody knows this story. It turned out that there were 5,000 kids, picture it, 5,000 kids, and 2,000 had to leave empty-handed. And we are never going to let that happen again. So that is our mission. The amazing thing about the story is that their passion infused in all of us, everyone who knows them, and we are so fortunate because we know them firsthand and we see them all the time and we work with them. And then here's the other blessing. I mentioned earlier they took their 14-year-old son, Luke, along on this trip. And these were learning experiences unlike anything this child or many or any of our children have experienced. And he had decided to take baseball caps, and he gathered baseball caps from every, every place he could find and took them because these kids had never seen a baseball cap. And he enjoyed meeting them. And his lesson, which he talks about now in public, a 14-year-old kid, his lesson is that these kids are just like me. They play sports, and they go to school when they can, and they, they, they care about the same things I care about. So it's, it was a wonderful, uplifting story. It's uplifting because we know that there are things that we can do about it, and we know that when we uplift our lives and nourish our spirits, when we nourish a child, we nourish ourselves. And we know that. So my feeling coming away with that was this kind of slogan, one team, one dream, one planet, one world. Because what I realized in this lesson is that no longer can we think in terms of continents separated by oceans. You can get on a plane and be just about anywhere in 24 to 30 hours. That's not very long. I mean, it hurts. It's not fun on a plane. But let's face it, it's a day. And, and we can be anywhere. We are interconnected. So earlier you spoke so lovingly and beautifully about turning a negative to a positive. And I had this in my notes, so I just think you and I are so, we're so psychic. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of how the Ebola virus is a lesson 
in how interconnected we are. We can pretend an ocean separates us, but within 24 hours, here's someone from Africa sitting in a hospital in Dallas. Okay? Right. How do we change? How do we look at that in a positive way? Let's reverse the reversals and transform that negative understanding to something positive. Because here's the deal. We are connected. And we can't deny it because now we see it in a negative, frightening way. But we're just as connected in ways that we can make a difference. We can feed hungry children from our comfortable homes in Houston, Dallas, St. Louis, anywhere we happen to be. We can make a difference. And we don't even have to leave our chair. We don't have to leave our bed. So here we are connected to these people living in poverty, fighting starvation. Happy people. Happy people running alongside of a, a, a Jeep and thrilled that we've established these schools. Um, the other thing we've done is, and I'm going to tell you in just a minute, I don't want to throw out too much information. I want to get your feedback. But um, the other thing that, that we have is when we do individual bags, they go to these kids with tickets. But we also have systems in place where we can feed a whole family, an orphanage, a school, an area. Uh, so there's more, more than one way that food gets distributed, that these vitamin products get distributed. Well, I, I love what you're saying. I mean, it's so powerful, all of the elements of if, what needs to be done so that people aren't receiving charity, they're receiving nourishment so that then they can be self-empowered and they're receiving the skills and the opportunities, the vehicles that allow them to become self-empowered and also the conservationist um, attitude that's also being uh, enveloped in the program. There's so many beautiful aspects to it, the saving of lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there aren't many people who your organization has a mission of improving people's lives. Not many people really live their mission. It's sort of out there to make you feel good and to get you motivated, but to really live it is so beautiful. It's so amazing because along on that journey with the totes, was one of the founders of the company, Steve Lund, and several of the corporate people who work out of the, the main office. So they are living. They are living the project. They are devoted to the project. Um, the other thing about that is, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Well, well while while you're trying to find it, I want to point out a couple things. Um, one is that you it, it's not just in, in this one country in North Africa, it's in 50 countries around the world. This is a huge project. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and go ahead. We have distribution centers in several places. Nourish the Children is part of a business system, actually, that we call Blessonomics because we actually, uh, distributors build their business through donations. So there's an incentive there, and it can be explained. Anyone who who emails us, uh, Kim or I, we can explain ways to be involved that are are simply just genius. 
the thing I would, where I lost my train of thought when I was going to say is that this, the corporation allows us to decide what we want to do. Many corporations come into your office and say, you're going to give this much or you're going to give this percentage. And it's, they, it may or may not be a cause that you're even remotely interested in. Or maybe you have a family member that's suffering from one form of disease that you want to support. And you don't have a choice. You have to give to their foundation. Well, that's not how this operates. This is very subtle. It's just part of what we learn and part of what we do. It's 95% of who we are, and it's 5% of what we do. But we do it out of free will. We do it when we feel the move. No one's watching us. No one's grading us. It comes out of our heart. It comes out of our decision to give. And that's the difference. Once you are infused with this, amazing project. You can't help but become part of it. But it's up to you to do it. It's up to each individual. Just as your just as your audience is saying this really turns me on. Um, that's how it works with us. We are not required to do anything. And I, I just I think that's part of the spirit behind the project. Is again it's self empowerment for us. It's nourishing my spirit once I get turned on. And, and I have to say, I've always been part of it from the beginning. I've, I've loved the concept. I've loved the, the videos that we see. But until Bill and Julie came back, I mean, you can, you can feel it in my voice. I can't talk about it without getting emotional because what happened to them happened to me. They're my friends. They're my, my mentors. They're, they're amazing people. And, and that story changed their lives. They were already involved, but seeing it and feeling it and then conveying that message to us really made such an impact. And that's a beautiful place for us to end. I want you, and I'm hoping that people catch that same enthusiasm. I'm kind of losing you. Um, I'm hoping that people will catch that same enthusiasm who are listening and want to donate. So please give us your contact information okay. so that our listeners I just, can I have one, I'm just going to say one sentence. When you give one time, it's important. It's fabulous. But you can actually set up an ongoing account that, that delivers food monthly. And you can become an ambassador. And I am saying I'm, I'm looking for three people who want to become ambassadors with me. Just email me at drmaris, M-A-R-I-S, as in Sam, 930 at AOL. There are two, under my bio, there are two email addresses. They go to the same place. They're both valid. Send me a note. And I will let me, you can call me. I'll send you an email so you can call me and we can set something up. Let's be ambassadors of, of, of nourishment, not food, nourishment. Let's help these children never go home empty-handed. Thank you, Miriam. And I want to, um, I'm now going to um, move to, to the next part of our program, but I first want to say thank you so much. And I want to also let our listeners know that no money is taken from your donation. Every right. penny goes to the Vitameal, to the project, and to the children. That's All right. of the funding comes out of the company's 
profits, not from your donation. That right, was that's right. huge, that's just huge. And it's so as little as $24 and as much as $124 and many choices in between. Okay, so thank you, Miriam. I'm everybody. sorry. We, we have to move on. Okay, so, all righty. Thank you. Uh-huh, um, thank you. Now I'm pleased... Um, to introduce our second guest, Kim Russell. She has a master's degree in education and is the founder and executive director of Morning Glory Ranch, an equine therapy facility for people with special needs. Their innovative experimental outdoor education and equine therapy wellness program provides assistance to all individuals to help them become independent. Kim will share her unique approach, research findings, and success stories with us right after the break. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We've been here talking with Dr. Miriam Friedman and her Nourish the Children Project. Stay tuned. We'll be right back to talk with Kim Russell about Morning Glory Ranch. Be the change. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. 
and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We're here with Kim Russell, who's going to talk with us about Morning Glory Ranch. Welcome, Kim. It's so good to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Paula. It's truly a blessing to be here with you today. Thank you. I know you have a wonderful story to share, and I know I and my listeners are looking forward to hearing about Morning Glory Ranch. Awesome. Well, I will just start with my story. Um, I am Kim Russell, and I am the founder and executive director here at Morning Glory Ranch, and we are an equine therapy facility, wellness facility here in Waller, Texas, a real small town. Um, I spent 25 years, though, in public education. Fifteen of that, I taught high school and college biology and some biochemistry. And for the last ten, I was a principal. So I spent a lot of time raising a lot of people's children. And um, saw, when I first became a principal, that there was a great need for children to be educated differently. And it was because there were so many children in my office. And I called them frequent flyers because they were just there every day looking for a way to be educated. And the law gives me a lot of power to put kids out on the street or put them in a room and call it detention or what have you. And I just said, you know, they need to be educated different. So I started putting them on a bus and driving them to my ranch where I grew up with horses and I knew the magic of horses. I knew what they had done for me in my life and and for the people that I had around the horses. And so I started writing some curriculum and some programming on how the horses could teach the children to communicate, to trust, to be able to build a dream, to be able to build a passion, and would would be able to watch and monitor and make adjustments because they were right there in my school. One of the big things that struck me through the first few years of this program was that these children really needed to have nutrition. And so I embarked on a project that was some research I did for a little over eight years on studying children with ADHD and some scientific terms of mitochondrial function, which is basically nutrition. Um, In doing that, I had lots and lots of case study data showing that their progression in school was directly proportional to their ability to have good nutrition. But 10 years into this, I retire from public school. And those of you that have been in public school know that you don't ever really retire. You just quit. So um, I did. But I had a 10-year-old nonprofit that was doing amazing things for children. And I was not ready to give up. But what do you do in the nonprofit world when you have no money? And you're really tired of being a professional beggar. And four years ago, there was really no nonprofit dollar. And it was difficult to get the grants and to get the funding because of the economy. So I sat down in my pasture and I said the biggest prayer I had ever said in my life. And I talked to those 16 horses and I just asked to be put where I needed to be. If I was supposed to sell the ranch, I needed to know. If I was supposed to do something different, I needed to know. But please do not send me the memo to public school. And so in doing that, uh, the very next week, I was on an airplane, 35,000 feet, And I was sitting next to a neurologist, sports medicine physician who was in a clinical trial to genetically turn the mitochondria back on and the human body, as well as the ability to measure nutrition absorption. 
Now, you can imagine my vibration sitting on this plane with him. One, somebody that can talk mitochondrial function with me. And two, he had the piece that was missing in my first research. So for three hours, I vomited Morning Glory Ranch all over this man on this plane. And at the end of the flight, I said, where are you from? And he said, Waller, Texas. So the biggest God wink that had ever blessed this facility was on that plane at 35,000 feet. And as Miriam said, that's Dr. Bill and Julie Toth, who she mentioned earlier, who are now our huge coaches and mentors and bringing a true force that is doing good in the world. So we brought that technology into the organization, started measuring now the things that I could not measure before and empowering parents to be able to make good nutritional daily lifestyle changes for their children. And I saw this as just, a way to truly make a difference all over the world, not just Little Waller, Texas anymore. So my vision got much larger, and this year, 2014, we were able to build, not only save the nonprofit, but we're able to build a new 40,000-square-foot facility called the Force for Good Arena. So phase one has been done. The building is up. What we embarked on two years ago was the Nurse the Children Initiative. That Vitamil program that Miriam talked about earlier was a huge contribution to what we did. And we were able to literally hand a bag of food to these children, to these families right here in Waller, Texas, and say, I know that this has the nutrients in it your baby needs. And so these parents would take these bags of food home, and they would know that they didn't have to guess whether or not that was going to absorb for them, that they had that. And so when I saw the program that the Nurse the Children Initiative had put out, it's a free enterprise initiative to eradicate malnourishment all over the world. And I thought, how can I use this to truly change the lives of the families we're working with, not just here, but everywhere? And so Morning Bay Ranch has been an ambassador with Nurse the Children for over two years. We have now taken that project a step further And we know that as these children start to absorb these nutrients, they have a better quality of life. Their behaviors are different. Their school is different. They're learning faster. Their parents have a better quality of life. We're seeing marriages actually stay intact, less divorce rate because of the struggle of the child. So I got really creative for the families that could not afford my therapy services within the nonprofit. And I thought, what if I help them to become ambassadors with Nurse the Children? And I help them to be able to feed not only their own families, but their communities and even outside their communities. And in doing that, give them a discount on services in our organization. So Saturday, we will officially launch that program here at Morning Glory Ranch to help the parents learn how to fish and not how to just be fed. And there's lots of scholarship programs out there and lots of parents who have asked me about scholarship programs and I thought, you know, that's just me going out being a professional beggar to hand out money. And that's not really helping them with their dignity, their self-worth, their integrity. So we put the Nurse the Children program in place and we've had a big vitamin cook-off out here where we've created lots of great recipes for folks to use and now we are partnering with another nonprofit organization who has a medical mission in Guatemala, and we will soon be doing a vitamin drive to get some food into Guatemala through their channels. 
as well as other organizations that have stepped up around the world. So I just want to say, Paula, that it's amazing that we've been able to at least share today what we have been doing and how we can help others to be a force for good in the world. It's really beautiful. So, Kim, if if I'm a mother in Dallas, Texas, or in Canada, or um, anywhere around the world, and my child has been diagnosed with ADHD, what do I do? And we just have a minute, so well, I'm sorry. They can, they can contact me at Kim at MorningGloryRanch.org. Or just go to MorningGloryRanch.org and they can email me from the website. And I can steer them in the right direction. I can get them a place where they can get their child's nutrition measured as well as get them some information on the nutrition. I think what you're doing is so beautiful. And I just have to say, as a teacher... I um, and and who worked with the population that you're talking about and never really believed in the heavy medication that changed children in many negative ways. Um, it's so inspiring and I'm heartfelt, I'm truly grateful for you for finding new solutions that are healthy and positive to help children who really were not being truly helped um, in, in a really positive way. So thank you so much, Kim. Thank you so much. And I, I would also just like to turn now to my um, listening audience and thank you for joining us today for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, like us on Facebook, you can do that by going to my website, paulajoyce.com, where you can also get more information on my services and the books our guests have written. It's also a good way to contact Contact me if you want to talk about becoming a client. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount. I hope you'll join us next week when Dr. Joan Borisenko will talk with us about meditation and her book, Pocketful of Miracles, which is a beautiful book for new and experienced people who meditate. In the meantime, if you think of a question about a show or a difficulty in your own life or have an inspirational story to share, please leave a phone message at 1-214-736-4460. That's 1-214-736-4460 or send an email to dr. Paula Joyce at gmail.com. If you have a question, others do too. So help yourself and them by asking it. You can do so anonymously if that feels safer. You can also contact my guests through me if you have difficulty um, uh, sending emails to them. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. 
Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week. Thank you.